A transplant patient sees their own heart go on display in a museum. Seattle was named dog poop capital of the U.S. And the Los Angeles Dodgers remove a gay nun group from Pride Night. These are the weird stories from Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the universe. Won't you join me? A transplant patient sees their own heart go on display inside a museum. How nuts to walk into a museum and under the casing say, hey, that's a piece of me. That used to be in me, and now it's here. People want to see it. It's amazing. It must be a very original, unique heart. Let's find out why it's in the museum. A woman has visited her own heart in a museum 16 years after it was removed during her life-saving heart transplant surgery. Her name is Jennifer Jennifer Sutton. She's from Ringwood in Hampshire, which is in the UK. She said it was incredibly surreal to see the heart as an exhibit at London's Hunterian Museum. Incredibly surreal. She's the only one in the UK not using the word brilliant, which I like to see. Apparently there's other adjectives you can find over there, such as surreal. doesn't have to just be brilliant. It can be surreal. 38-year-old Jennifer said she hoped this will promote organ donation saying that organ donation is the greatest gift possible. She told the media she now leads a very busy, active life and plans to keep herself going for as long as possible. You go, Jennifer. Brilliant! Jennifer was a university student when she realized that she was struggling with moderate exercises, such as walking up hills. She was quickly diagnosed with something called restrictive cardiomyopathy. This is a condition that restricts the heart's ability to pump blood around the body. Jennifer was told she would die without receiving a transplant. The then 22-year-old's health deteriorated pretty rapidly while she was on the heart transplant waiting list, but she received the news in June 2007 that a match had been found. Here's some more quotes from amazing Jennifer. I remember waking up after the transplant thinking, oh my goodness, I'm actually a new person, a new person. I'm a, I mean, I'm the same person, but I'm a new person still because I got a different heart in me. I remember doing a little double thumbs up dance to my family. I was saying, I made it. I made it. Jennifer decided to give permission to the Royal College of Surgeons to use her heart for a display. It's now open for all to see at the museum in Holborn. But the minute you first walk in, you think, well, that used to be inside my body. But, you know, it's quite nice, too. It's like my friend, my little friend. You know, it kept me alive for 22 years. I'm quite proud of it, really, my little friend. My little beating friend. I see it in the... Oh, my little beating friend is on display in a museum. I've seen lots of things in jars in my lifetime, but to think that's actually mine in there, it's pretty, it's pretty weird, you know? Jennifer says that she wanted to do anything she could to promote organ donation, citing how life-defining moments like her wedding would never have happened if she didn't have someone donating that to her. She says it's been a fa fantastic 16 years, and she wouldn't have had any of them without her donor. She says she wants to urge others to live life to the fullest and encourage anyone putting off plans in life to just do it today. What a very nice message. She's absolutely right. And oftentimes it's people who have some sort of near-death experience, some major mortality scare or spook, uh, and these people realize what's important in life and that time is really fleeting. You think you're going to be around in five years. You say to yourself, oh, I'm going to go to Egypt in five years. Oh, I'm going to go to the Galapagos Islands, but I'll do it in five years. You know? Oh, I'm going to drop my, uh, 
my mumble rap album, but yeah, you know, I'm gonna wait for three years from now. I'll do it then. You know, just do it now. Drop your mumble rap album. Drop your mumble rap album on the Galapagos Islands if you have to. You know, live a little bit. Seattle is named Dog Poop Capital of the United States. Must smell really good in Seattle if it was named Dog Poop Capital. Pick up your dog's poop, it says. Pick up your dog's poop. A recent study revealed the city of Seattle is the worst city in the United States for not cleaning up after their pooch's poop. The Dog Advisory Council analyzed data to find the cities where people complain the most about bad dog owners. They used data from places such as Twitter. Where are people complaining about dog owners not picking up their crapola? Well, Seattle averaged 58.3 complaints per 100,000 people. Uh, the rest of the top five were San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Denver. Yeah. San Francisco was number two in the number two poll, it seems. San Francisco has a lot of human poop as well. I, I think they're number one in that human poop on the streets. They made, uh, someone made something called poop maps for San Francisco so you can find out where all the human feces are so you don't step in it. I imagine they have one for dogs as well, or they should. No one's picking up their poop in these cities. It says here, uh, for the study, they searched for complaints of people letting their dogs off leashes in public, for barking dogs, and of course, for people not picking up after their dogs. The report also revealed that Tucson, Arizona, was the home of the most considerate dog owners, fewest poop in the nation. How lovely. People in Arizona pick up their own poop, or perhaps there's just fewer dogs. You know, it's hard to have a dog when you're living in Tucson, Arizona, because you've got to walk it, and uh, you know, seven months out of the year, you can't really walk. <laughs> you'll, you'll go up in flames in Tucson, Arizona, from the months of April all the way to November, I would say. So, yeah, that's probably why there's not so many dogs, and hence, not so much dog poop. They also measured other things, such as the worst-behaved dog owners in the country, and apparently those people live in Pittsburgh. Seattle comes in third, just behind Newark, New Jersey. Seems like Seattle should come in first at, for well, worst-behaved dog owners if they're also number one in not picking up dog poop, because I, I think not picking up your dog poop makes you the worst of the owners. Some other notable cities in this study we have here, Newark, New Jersey. Dog owners in Newark are the most likely to let their dogs off the leash in public. In Cleveland, says here, people in Cleveland were most likely to complain about dogs barking and howling in the evenings. I can't say that this is a super reliable study because they're going by complaints per capita as found on social media. So it could be that these cities really do have the worst dog owners and the most dog poop. Or it could be that these cities have the most people that complain on Twitter about such things. Are you guys good dog owners? Do you pick up after your dog? Please tell me that you do. I think that's one of the worst things to do. Here's something that's strange that people do. They'll pick up their dog's poop. They'll put it in a plastic bag. They'll tie the bag, and then they'll throw that on the ground. I'm just like, <laughs> why the steps? At that point, just leave your dog poop. Oh, yeah, no, but it's very considerate that you, I guess, wrapped it in plastic so someone steps on it and it's not going to get on them. But, like, it's... It's even weirder behavior to me than someone who just leaves the dog poop. That's just my opinion. Um, this country is very, very dog crazy, and people really don't discipline their dogs. This is another issue. So a lot of people complain about that, especially the barking. I was at a softball game today, and this woman brought her giant dog, and it just would not stop barking. She was playing in the field, and uh, it was like, yo, lady, control your dog. But people won't. 
People won't. Sometimes I'll go over a friend's house and then their dog will start humping me. And then it's one of the only instances in life where you have to pretend that a creature humping you is totally fine and normal. You, you can't complain about it because it's rude. You can't be like kick the dog off you. You just get a smile and go, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, not, I don't even want these pants. I, Yay! The Los Angeles Dodgers remove a gay nun group from their gay pride night. What happened? Was it just a little too gay for your gay pride night? The Los Angeles Dodgers have disinvited a satirical LGBTQ group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to the team's annual gay pride night after opposition from conservative Catholic groups. Ooh, Catholic groups don't want the gay nuns, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, to attend pride night. What do the Catholic groups care who attends Pride Night? Like, what, really? <laughs> the last I checked, the Catholics aren't exactly the biggest supporters of Pride Night anyway. Yeah. Uh, although, if you, I guess if there were gay priests going, they'd have no problem with that, right? They'd have no problem with their gay priests. It says here, the charity protest and performance group was to have received the team's Community Hero Award in a ceremony during the 10th annual event before the June 16th game against the San Francisco Giants. So not only are the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a popular LGBTQ group, they were about to receive the Community Hero Award in a ceremony at this place. I mean, in other words, they're doing the most for the community around this issue. And they've been kicked out. I mean, I blame the Dodgers for folding to Catholic groups. Why would you do that? You're the Dodgers. You don't need to please uh, religious groups. You just don't. You're the Dodgers. You sell out anyways. Like, what do you have to... People go to the Dodgers no matter what. Okay, here's a quote from the Dodgers. Given the strong feelings of people who have been offended by the sisters' inclusion, inclusion in our evening, in an effort not to distract from the great benefits that we have seen over the years of Pride Night, we're deciding to remove them from this year's group of honorees. They were, they were going to be given the award. They were, <laughs> what are you doing? says here, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are quite famous. They're known around the world. They first appeared in San Francisco in 1979 in the Castro District in the form of three men wearing nun outfits. It was a whimsical protest over local and LGBTQ issues. But over the decades, it has grown into a number of loosely organized chapters around the world that engage in charitable and protest work. So they're doing charity work. They're helping out the LGBTQ community. Yeah. The group's mission statement says the nonprofit is devoted to community service, ministry, and outreach to those on the edges and to promoting human rights, respecting diversity and spiritual enlightenment. How dare the Dodgers kick them out here at the pressure of a Catholic group's horrible behavior. Opponents of this move have urged the Dodgers to retract their decision to honor the group. In a letter to Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred, U.S. Senator Marco Rubio said these sisters dress in lewd imitation of nuns. What are you listening to Marco Rubio for? <laughs> is he even from California, by the way? What does he give a damn? Here's a quote. Do you believe that the Los Angeles Dodgers are being inclusive and welcoming to everyone by giving an award to a group of gay and transgender drag performers that intentionally mocks and degrades Christians? And not only Christians, but nuns who devote their lives to serve, serving others. That was from Rubio, who is oh, a Florida Republican. Yeah, who gives a damn what a Florida Republican has to say about anything that goes on in California? Really, Dodgers? <laughs> I can't believe the Dodgers folded like this. Get a backbone, you jellyfish. <laughs> My goodness. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence said their group was not anti-Catholic. 
and their members were offended and outraged by the Dodgers' decision to exclude them. Yes, I'd imagine they were outraged. I don't know. What do you guys think? The gay nuns shouldn't should not be allowed at the Pride Night at Dodger Stadium. Do you think this was overstepping, kicking them out like this? Call the show six four six four five zero twenty twelve. Hello, my friends, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the world, and very proud of it. I hope you had a lovely weekend, and I hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday episode. Big shout-out to everybody who sent me Florida episodes. Big shout-out to everybody who reached out over the weekend. I got a new Patreon, a, a patron, rather. Someone joined the Patreon. And introducing Hope Miller. Hope Miller just joined the Patreon because Hope Miller gives a damn. Hope Miller wants to see Weird AF News continue to be a thing in the universe. So we appreciate Hope Miller's uh, support and graciousness. And let me think of some other highfalutin adjectives for Hope Miller. Stupendous. She's stupendous. And um, she's uh, caring and co- very conscientious. She's very responsible as well. Hope Miller's a very responsible individual, if you don't know. And uh, Hope Miller's showing the utmost support for Weird AF News by joining the Patreon, which is amazing. Please enjoy the extra content that is inside the Patreon, Hope Miller. I put extra weird content in there quite often. And uh, some of it's... Some of it's uh, not for the faint of heart, so if that doesn't get you curious, check it out. You can join the Patreon by going to weirdafnews.com, by the way, in case you were wondering how you could do that, like Hope Miller did. Hope Miller knows what's up. She's a good planner. Um, also, you could uh, download that Patreon app and do a search for Weird AF News. That's the other way. And then, uh, Or you can do nothing. Do nothing. You can do nothing. You just listen to the show. And tell it. Maybe tell a friend. Maybe tell your bunkmate. It'd be pretty cool. Tell some people in the prison yard about Weird AF News while you're, you know, in between bench presses. It's pretty cool. Um, anyone can enjoy Weird AF News. Well, I mean, anyone that understands English. Um, I guess that's about it. If you want to give me a call, 646-450-2012. And uh, if you want to give me an email, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on the gram, it's at funnyjones. That's it. That's it. That's the end of it.